You're listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis. And this week, our show is devoted to sharing our favorite albums of 2020 so far. Yes, Greg, uh, both of us have to keep a running list of all the music we're listening to all the time. I hate being in that position, you know, back when I used to see people and talk to them, especially at clubs. What are you listening to? And I'm like, uh, and it's not because I didn't have uh, anything that I've been listening to. It's because I had 20, you know, and you can't give everybody everything. So I've got this running list all the time. I know you do as well. At the end of the year, we give our much-valued top 10 list. But, uh, you know, why wait till the end of the year, especially this year? When is this <laughs> yeah. year going to end? Ever? Well, I think it also points to the fact that we need this music more than ever, you know, when uh, when the world yes. is going uh, downhill fast. Sometimes the music can be the one thing that sustains you day to day, week to week. I know it has for me the last few weeks, and this uh, this week is no exception. It's fun to revisit some of this music that has been so sustaining. I'm going to kick it off by giving you a taste of my number 10 album on my half-year list so far, Mac Miller's Circles. Miller died in 2018 of a drug overdose while working on what was to be his sixth studio album. Uh, he had a pretty good head start on it and uh, viewed it as a bookend of sorts to the record he had just released called Swimming. Uh, a lot of people thought of that as his most personal album to date, and this one was conceived as sort of a, you know, a continuation of that personal theme that started on that Swimming album in 2018. Um, he had a great collaborator on this record. John Bryan came in and, and finished up the tracks. Uh, the producer who has worked with people in the hip-hop world like Kanye West in the past. And I, I, I love to hear Bryan's contributions when he's working sort of outside of the realm of rock or pop and bringing something new to the spectrum here. This is a lot of live arranging, a lot of live instrumentation on this record, as opposed to a traditional hip-hop record. Similarly, Miller was working on a record that really can't be described as a full-fledged hip-hop record. It's really veering more towards an indie folk kind of sound, which is, you know, a, a kind of startling. I mean, for people who have followed Miller's career, he was approaching some new territory here, sonically, uh, and Brian was helping him get there. The big theme on this record is that Miller was working through depression. He had been suffering from depression most of his life. This was a record that addresses it directly. A lot of fans are going to be parsing the lyrics for you know, clues about why he died. Uh, it was an accidental overdose. He didn't try to kill himself. He was not committing suicide, but he was on, you know, constantly battling with these uh, emotions that were troubling him for most of his life and informing a lot of his music. Uh, the beauty of this record is that, you know, he addresses it head on. The arrangements don't allow him to wallow in it, but at the same time, as beautiful as some of the music is, it's also heartbreaking. And I found it a revelatory record for an artist that I thought I knew fairly well. This was a record that showed me a different side of him. Here's a track from the, uh, the Miller record uh, called Circles. It's good news on Sound Opinions. I spent the whole day in my head Do a little spring cleaning I'm always too busy dreaming Maybe I should wake up instead A lot of things I regret But I just say I forget Why can't it just be easy? Why does everybody need me to stay? Oh, I hate the feeling When you're high but you're underneath the ceiling Got the cards in my hand, I hate dealing 
them wait What is there to say? There ain't a better time than today Greg's number 10 album of the year. Greg, I'm going to start uh, what I'm going to focus on in this show at number 9. And it is, uh, I guess I'm cheating, is 9A and 9B. Two releases by Nine Inch Nails, Ghosts 5, Together, and Ghosts 6, Locus. Uh, Trent Reznor dropped them uh, for free on streaming services uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the plan had been for a new Nine Inch Nails album and a tour this summer. Uh, the album's been shelved temporarily. The tour, of course, cannot happen. And, uh, you know, Reznor has been working for some time with his partner, Atticus Ross. You gave him a shout-out last week for his work on the Jenny Beth solo album. And uh, they've been doing great soundtrack music uh, and releasing it. Uh, uh, the first four Ghost records came out uh, as, as a box set of all four packaged together with something cool in 2008. Um, so this ambient soundtrack instrumental music you know i'm home i can't go anywhere that means i'm playing music all the time but sometimes i don't want to like you know brian eno i'm sorry he's been on my mind there's a great documentary i discovered uh streaming called uh, brian eno the man who fell to earth about eno's uh, first four pop albums and the ambient records and goes into how he kind of synthesized this idea of ambient music as music that rewards close attention but does not demand it so I recommend streaming Reznor's two records, Nine Inch Nails' two Ghosts record, on Shuffle, because the the one volume is the dark, foreboding, threatening volume, Locusts, Ghosts 6, and the other is, is warm and beautiful and uplifting, Ghosts 5, together. And, you know, these are turbulent times. I'm on an emotional roller coaster, and everyone else is who I know as well. And uh, you still want to listen to music or at least have something keeping you company, but not always uh, paying attention to it, uh, uh, except, you know, when we review stuff for the show. I've been really loving these ghost records. We were going to review it. It got bounced by something, some, some catastrophe uh, a while back. Uh, two instrumental albums by Nine Inch Nails coming into number nine on my list, the ghost records.
That is the Cursed Clock from the Ghost 6 Locust record by Nine Inch Nails, one of Jim DeRigatis' favorite albums of the year so far. I'm a big fan of those ambient records myself, Jim. I remember that package in 2008 came at just the right time. It was not a happy time in America back then either. And yeah. uh, those records were pretty sustaining. My next pick is going to be a band out of Chicago, a quartet, Beach Bunny, with their debut album called Honeymoon. We reviewed the record earlier in the year, and... Uh, to me, it was a glorious uh, example of the songwriting of a young woman named Lily Trefilio, who has been making singles and EPs uh, on the Chicago scene the last couple, three years, um, built this band, a co-ed quartet, uh, to flesh out her sound. She started out sound of making bedroom recordings uh, a few years ago. And uh, wow, the, the, this record really kind of uh, showed what they're all about. They've really been honing their sound with... Uh, they're in concert performances. I would mentioned this when we reviewed the record earlier. Every one of her shows turns into this big sing-along. The fans relate to her music in a, in a way that's really, really powerful. There's a melancholy pull to a lot of the lyrics. She's talking about, here's a young woman struggling with self-image issues at the center of many of her songs, trying to become a grown-up in a world where, uh, you know, the expectations for how a woman should look, how a woman should act, how she should speak express yourself, those expectations can feel overwhelming and how she's, she's coping with that and, and plowing through it. And as introspective as the lyrics can be, these melodies just are so exuberant, bursting out there uh, with these amazing choruses that everybody wants to sing along with. Uh, it's, it's hard to feel down about this music. It's almost cathartic to hear her sing them, especially in a live setting. And this, uh, this record captures a lot of that vibe. The record is called Honeymoon, and here's a track from it called Promises from Beach Bunny on Sound Opinions.
Promises by Beach Bunny from the Honeymoon album number nine on Greg's best of 2020 so far. Greg, I'm going to go to number seven for uh, Color Theory by Soccer Mommy, uh, the second album from songwriter Sophie Allison. Our producer, Andrew Guild, turned me on to this, and, and I became a huge fan. If I could have one superpower, I don't know if you know this about me, right? If I could have one superpower, it would be synesthesia. Seeing sound as color. That has always fascinated me. Man, I would love to experience that. Uh, and this is an album of synesthesia because Sophie Allison, I believe, has this ability. And it is a beautiful, dreamy, lulling album. You used all of those adjectives kind of negatively when we <laughs> reviewed this record <laughs> because those sounds contrast in a dramatic way with songs about uh, angst and, and anxiety and fearing the future, being paralyzed that this fear is so heavy. I see that contrast between this kind of dreamy, almost shoegazer at spots and very folky at others, uh, beautiful music. The music offers hope while the lyrics are, are talking about dark times, and, and dark times these are. I love this record. I think it's much stronger than her debut, and I think she's just coming into her own. This is a song called Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes by Soccer Mommy from the Color Theory record. Is the color of her eyes is the track from Soccer Mommy's Color Theory, one of Jim DeRigatis' favorite albums of the year so far. And we want to get you in on this conversation. What's been your favorite album of the year so far, Sound Opinions listeners? Call and leave a message on our hotline, 888-859-1800. When we come back, more of our picks for the best albums of 2020 so far. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My socially distanced partner is Greg Cott, and we are sharing some of the albums that have been highlights of the year so far. Greg, people, uh, there's been a lot of news. Maybe people have not been keeping up with the great music that is still coming out. It's your turn to go back to your list. What do you got? Well, Jim, we can't really go out and dance uh, so we can have our uh, own private dance parties when we listen to some of these records. Even if you got the headphones on, you can dance in your head, right? 
Uh, mm-hmm. Chicano Batman is that record for me. Invisible People. I've really enjoyed this group's music for quite a while now. This is their fourth studio album. It's a uh, quartet from East Los Angeles. Three of the members are first-generation Americans of Mexican heritage, and the drummer is of Colombian heritage. Uh, they up their game production-wise on this record. Not only Leon Michaels, famed for his Sharon Jones productions, but Sean Everett is the mixer and has worked with people like Alabama Shakes and War on Drugs, Casey Musgraves, bringing an extra density and lushness to this record that was uh, hinted at on previous releases, but not as fully realized as this particular record is. This is a group that mixes its sounds. It's, it loves American acid rock, but it also it, they're into Brazilian tropicalia. Those uh, politically oriented artists from Brazil were a big influence on their on their sound early on. Uh, they're into 70s funk, 60s soul, Mexican folk music, Colombian rhythms. Um, they're bringing it all together. You know, I'd mentioned this when uh, we reviewed the record initially. Uh, a melting pot sound for melting pot themes. They are talking in uh, many of these songs about the universality of human experience and how the world has uh, taught us to fight each other, to... to uh, to grow up in parallel universes instead of realizing that we have much more in common than we do uh, to separate us. An example of that is the track I'm going to play. It's uh, Manuel's story. It's uh, talking about uh, an uncle of one of the band members fleeing a Mexican cartel, being driven from his land by by greed. Um, and and that, that breathless uh, story that it tells. Uh, Manuel's story from Chicano Batman's Invisible People album on Sound Opinions. The other day my uncle told me a story He said, son, it gets up the glory One night I had to flee and leave my land My older brothers stole some heavy contraband They came for him, he wasn't dead, they came for me The drug cartel made me a Manuel Story from Chicano Batman's Invisible People, one of my favorite albums of the year so far. You've got another pick for us, Jim. I do, Greg, and and I agree with you that Chicano Batman is great fun. Uh, A couple of records on my list, you disagreed with me completely. And another one is coming up. Shabazz Palaces lands at number four on my list, The Dawn of Diamond Dreams. Uh, This group is led 
by uh, Ishmael Butler, who first rose to prominence in the hip-hop world as the leader of Diggable Planets. I think uh, he's on a short list of great second acts in hip-hop history, someone who had a fantastic first crew and then is still making great work today. This album came out on uh, Sub Pop. It is, uh, you know, I, I think it's this wonderful, elastic uh, stoner masterpiece. <laughs> In fact, I will put it up there with Maggot Brain by Funkadelic. You know, it, it, wow. your complaint was it, it, it meanders, it, it loses its way. The saxophone solos uh, that come in the last third of the album, everything's so long. Look, you know, I don't care if you actually you know, imbibe in the weed, or if it's uh, like marijuana consciousness, you know, famously Patti Smith talked about heroin consciousness, making the sound of being under the influence without taking that dangerous drug. Uh, and I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm like straight edge, man. But I love this record. I, I love the journey it takes me on. Uh, you know, it is not the deepest. Uh, you have a song like Wet, I Just Like the Water Because It's Wet, you know. Uh, but but it's, it's a fun ride, and it just makes me sink into the couch and feel better about things. Uh, this is the song Wet by Shabazz Palaces from the Dawn of Diamond Dreams. Shabazz Palaces, The Dawn of Diamond Dreams. Greg, where are you at on your list? Jim, I'm at the uh, number four album on my list. Uh, speaking of disagreements, we disagreed on Shabazz Palaces. I don't think the new one is uh, up to par with their debut, which I thought was a fabulous record. Uh, the Fiona Apple record, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, a divisive album to say the least for us. Uh, you didn't like it so much, I love it. And um, the more I listen to it, the more I realize, I think one of the big complaints about this record is, you know, where are the songs, where are the hooks, the melodies, um, because it is a rambunctious record. It's not an easy record to get into because it it does sound very uh, spontaneous and very uh, explosive and sort of chaotic at times. Uh, but I can't stop. 
humming some of the songs, some of the refrains, some of the little hooks in these songs over the last few weeks, I realized this record does really work its way into your subconscious if you let it. And I'm a big fan of it, and my appreciation of what it does has only increased uh, since we initially reviewed it. Fetch the Bolt Cutters, it's only Fiona's fifth album in 24 years. She spent a number of years working on it and reworking it. And yet the arrangements feel very off the cuff, very spontaneous, um, almost riotous. I love the way she uses her piano as a percussion instrument, along with a whole bunch of other household knickknacks, as well as traditional drums. And the sort of voice drum kind of juxtaposition that sort of drives the album. Um, it's it's a very, uh, it can be an off-putting sound. You know, I, I'd mentioned uh, Public Image Limited's Flowers of Romance as sort of a, a loose template for what this record was about, where it was basically a voice and, and a drum. Uh, this record has many percussion instruments on it and, and Fiona's voice over the top. But there's also those piano melodies floating through it and vocal melodies as well. Um, so I, I, the fact that she's playing with song form, playing with arrangement, using her voice as a percussion instrument on many of the tracks is not traditional in the pop sense. You know, a lot of people placed Fiona as a, you know, an alternative pop act in the 90s, and she still is that. But uh, she's played up the more experimental nature in her music ever since. This is the fruition of that impulse. She's raging in this record. It's, a, it's about finding your voice and saying it loud and being proud about it. But there's also a joy that the idea of being able to say what you really think, what you're really feeling without fear. And, and that's what really drives me to this record. When I play uh, this next track, I think you're going to hear some of that. She's talking about a girl who uh, you know, was one of the cool girls in school. When, when she was in uh, high school. Uh, Fiona was not one of the cool girls. Uh, but, the, but what this girl says to her, this cool girl says to Fiona, turns out to be very inspiring. It's Shamika from Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bolt Cutters on Sound Opinions. I used to walk down the streets on my way to school, grinding my teeth to a rhythm invisible. I used my feet to crush the leaves like they had fallen from trees just for me, just to be... In class I passed the time Drawing a slash for every time Second hand went by A group of five Done twelve times Just a minute but Shamika said I had potential 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 Down the windy, windy sidewalk Slapping my leg with the riding crop Thinking it made me come off so tough I didn't smile because a smile always seemed rehearsed I wasn't afraid of the bullies And that just made the bullies worse In class I'd pass the time Drawing a slash for every time The second hand went by A group of five done twelve times Just a minute but Shamika said I had potential Shamika said I had potential Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Hurricane Gloria in Excelsis Deo. That's my bird in my tree. My dog and my man and my music is my holy trinity. 
That is Shamika by Fiona Apple Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Greg, you're slandering me. I don't hate this record. I think that, in fact, I think some of the uh, songs where Fiona addresses uh, sexual assault are are among the most powerful I've ever heard on that subject, period. Um, Shamika's not uh, one of my favorite tracks, and nor do I appreciate her dog, who gets uh, (laughs) too much cameo time on this record. Good record, not a great record. Uh, I'm going to go to a great record at number three on my list. Steve Earle and the Dukes, Ghosts of West Virginia. You know, I think if people pay attention, um, you know, you are kind of more the Americana guy, uh, uh, and I am more the punk guy. Uh, But a couple of records on my list this year, including some I'm not going to get to talk about, Lucinda Williams, Drive-By Truckers. Um, You know, some of the best music I've heard about the sad state of America today is coming from the alt-country Americana uh, kind of of side of things, okay? And I have a really high bar, because I'm not just a sucker for anything with a mandolin or a banjo, okay? Steve Earle's uh, new album was written for a play that had just begun uh, running at the Public Theater in New York by by two friends of mine, uh, Eric Jensen and Jessica Blank. They had done the play about Lester Banks. They're documentarian theater people. The play is based on interviews with the surviving family members of the 2010 disaster in Raleigh County, West Virginia, methane gas seeping into a coal mine, killing the workers, the company, could not care less. Uh, Much has been written about that. To hear the stories of the people who mine coal and the survivors who mourn their losses, paired to the music of Steve Earle, it's just fantastic. Now, Earle, recording with his longtime band, The Dukes, uh, added uh, a couple of other songs that aren't part of the play. I didn't get to see the play, so I'm I'm not certain which is which. Um, but, you know, this, this was an album Steve Earle was made to make. He is, you know, pro-union. He is pro-working man. He is pro what some people call the deplorables. But one of the themes that, like, emerges on this record, Ghosts of West Virginia, is it's really a fine line, uh, you know, between uh, people uh, being of any color, of any race, of any creed, uh, being put down by the forces of capitalism. And I'm going to play a song called Black Lung, which is particularly striking because in the middle uh, we have we have the line, I, I can't breathe. And it is it is a miner who is dying way too young before his time from dying uh, for, from breathing in coal dust. He can't breathe, you know, uh, as opposed to, to the, the context that has taken in. You know, if Americans would only realize that they have so much more in common than separates them, this world, this country would be better. It is a pretty traditional sounding album. You know, Steve Earle can, can almost veer toward punk rock. I'm going to play an Americana artist at the top of my list who's doing exactly that. This is pretty much West Virginia, but I've always, you know, traditional kind of music, but I've always had a soft spot. Uh, I got to visit and had uh, many friends in, in that state. I got to visit twice. It was, you know, for a kid from urban Jersey, it was another world, a beautiful world, and also a sad and poor world. This is Black Lung by Steve Earle and the Dukes from Ghosts of West Virginia. Sunrise, lighting up a ridge top, slicing through the frost like a red hot knife. Sometimes I'm dreaming I'm a running across, but I couldn't not save my life. Hound dog yipping in a holler, must have jumped a bear, but I listen to him run. 
somebody ought to catch him by the collar But I ain't going nowhere cause I'm down with black lung Black lung never gets better Every breath a little bit harder to draw Shotgun loaded in a corner Reckon I'm a liar and die black lung Black Lung from Ghosts of West Virginia by Steve Earle, one of uh, Jim DeRogatis' favorite albums of the year so far. And we want to hear from you. What album do you think is the best of 2020 so far? Call and leave a message on our hotline, 888-859-1800. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter as well. Coming up after the break, we're going to wrap up our lists for the best albums of the year so far. That's from WBEC Chicago and PRS. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And today we've been talking about our favorite albums of the year so far. We are at the top of our list, the home stretch for this show. Greg, what is next for you? Uh, my next album is basically a rock album that is probably the single record that I have played the most this year. It came out early in the year and I play it constantly. My only wish would be to be able to see Milk Belly in concert again. Unfortunately, everything in the world has stopped in terms of concerts and live performances, and we are unable to see this great Chicago quartet play its music. But the album is doing just fine as a replacement. It's called Pith, their second studio record. This band's been around for a while in various incarnations. The, the band members are all veterans of indie music for the last decade or so, and they found something here. You know, all that experience, all that wealth of, of institutional knowledge of what makes great rock music coming together. It's a family affair. Miranda Winters is married to the guitar player, Bart Winters. His brother Liam's on bass, and then there's James Wetzel on drums. Wetzel is an amazing drummer. The drumming is cymbal-free, very, very much on the snare and the toms, and pushing the arrangements really hard, leaving space... Uh, at the top end of the mix for those guitars and Miranda's voice. Miranda's voice, Miranda Winters, she's a singer of a thousand voices. I love the way she's able to manipulate the sound of her voice to fit the song and create a mood all in itself. And then you've got those guitars sort of changing texture throughout the arrangements. You know, hazy, melodic, they got these big stoner rock chords in there. Sometimes it's just rapid-fire rhythm guitar, punky kind of sounds, or just pure distortion. So they're mixing it up in a really inventive way. The arrangements are packed with surprises. You keep getting these shifting dynamics, you know, the difference between the sweetness and the bitterness, the loud and the nasty stuff, the quiet and the eerie. And what we have here essentially is, you know, that time-tested formula, which is melody meets mayhem. I mean, 
to my mind, some of the best guitar rock is sort of based on those, just being able to balance those two ideas and hold them as equals, as opposed to emphasizing one over the other. Here's a band that gets it right. They get that mix exactly right. Here's an example of it, LCR from Milk Belly's Pith on Sound Opinions. You know, Greg, I'm, I'm with you. I love that record. I had interviewed James Wetzel, the drummer of Milk Belly, for a piece I did in The New Yorker about the fate of small clubs. You want to talk about heartbreaking. Here they are putting out this fantastic album, getting all these yeah. accolades. Five years to get to this point. They're about to do a tour of Europe and the United States, including mm-hmm. some high-profile festivals that hadn't even been announced yet, and everything stopped. I mean, yeah. it's just... Jeez, how many thousands of bands are in these straits right now? It is sad. It is sad. But one of the things that is making me happy is the Angelica Garcia album, Cha Cha Palace. This Los Angeles artist, East L.A., Mexican and Salvadoran heritage, incredible, uplifting dance pop record. You know, I initially discovered her as a buried treasure, and, and I've loved her ever since, but I think Cha-Cha Palace goes in, in the new and, and even better category of just uh, amazing incorporation of every sound that interests her, from vocal choirs to, like, guitar noise that's coming out of My Bloody Valentine, but without ever losing the propulsive nature of the dance floor, or in some cases, the, the, the kind of music uh, she grew up listening to, traditional Mexican and Salvadoran music, as you hear uh, some in this hyper-romantic song, in a good way, Valentina in the Moonlight, that I'm going to play. So, you know, Alex Claiborne is, is our, one of our producers, is the big pop fan on the team, you know. I just have been loving this record. She loves it, too, and she was encouraging me to listen to the new dance uh, pop effort by Lady Gaga, which we may or may not get to at some point. It's like, I don't know that Gaga ever needs to make another record again. Go make more movies, because there is better dance pop being made. It is being made right now by Angelica Garcia. I love this record. Valentina in the Moonlight on Sound Opinions. I climbed on the rooftop just to look down When out on the patio my eyes finally found 
That is Valentina in the Moonlight from Angelica Garcia and her album Cha-Cha Palace. I love that record as well, Jim. It is number Mm -hmm. three on my mid-year list. What a record. Speaking of great records, here is the top album on my mid-year list. A, you know, just under the deadline, Run the Jewels releases Run the Jewels 4. I can't stop listening to it because it's so great. I mean, initially, you're kind of hoping for the best. I'd heard a couple of the singles, and I thought they were, they're fine. But the record is amazing and so timely. Talk about music meeting the moment we're in. I remember when Run the Jewels released their third album, and they rush released it in the same way. It was supposed to come out in early 2017. They ended up putting it out in late 2016. And it just, you needed that record at that moment. You know, we just come off this divisive election, and here comes this Run the Jewels record that seemed to be expressing a lot of the feelings that everyone was going through at that time but didn't quite know how to express and here was that record that was doing it for you and once again run the jewels is doing it with this latest record you know i look at a song like walking in the snow where killer mike seems to be predicting the future you know invoking the words of not just eric garner but george floyd as he died in the streets of minneapolis with a police officer's knee on his neck for nine minutes and now obviously this track was made weeks if not months before George Floyd died but it speaks to what we're feeling right now in this country and I guess part of the sad story is that this is an ongoing story it's like a a news newsreel footage that just keeps recycling itself uh, because we see these same images over and over again and run the jewels uh, one of the constant themes in their music has been addressing this disparity between rich and poor the 99 percent and the one percent the racial divide in this country you know, it started out as a lark. Remember that first album? It almost seemed like, hey, you know, the guys are out for a fun time, just just collaborating, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be a one-off project, and it, it steadily got more intense, more serious in a good way with each subsequent record. I think this is the best record they've made yet, which is, I think, really saying something, but it's also the best album that I've heard this year so far. It is Run the Jewels, RTJ4, with a track called Just on Sound Opinions. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Look at all these slave masters. Hey, been it time, I'm on mine. I be minding mine. Every time on my grind, I'm just trying to shine. Make a dollar, government, they want a dozen dime. The petty kind might kill you because they see you shine. I done had to have a talk with myself any time Am I a hypocrite cause I know I did plenty crime I get broke too many times, I might slay some pines You believe corporations running And your country getting ran by a casino on a Pedophile sponsor all these races And I told you once before that you should kill your master Now that's the line that's probably gonna get my ass up All these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Confucius say, man, you better thug out. Get the bag and the bug out. Uh, try to run home, you might run your luck out. 
Just when your bass is loaded, they'll roll a grenade in the dugout. Earth folk, not a mellow bunch. We got our thumbs in the air like hella bust. Uh, Look at who we done blessed with our trust. I don't think we'll be left with too much. Hand on my heart, on my mind, on my drugs. Got a vodka gut punch for your Atlas shrug. Love or not love, it's just that dumb. Lord, sweet Buddha, please make me numb. Rain bounce off walls like a city in Roomba. Just found out it's created stupid. Lit by the super moon, I'm too lucid. Plus, got to the blood, I'm zooming. BP, Richie, this is New York City. The X on the map with a pain keep hitting. Just us ducks here shitting. My murderous choco cops still earning a living. Funny how some say money don't matter. That's rich now, isn't it? Get it? Comedy. Try to sell pack. supposed to get food, get killed. It's not an anomaly. Hey, it's just money. Just by Run the Jewels on Sound Opinions, Greg, uh, a phenomenal record. Uh, it's not on my list yet because I can't figure out exactly where it goes numerically, but it is a masterpiece. We had Run the Jewels back when the world was running do an incredible <laughs> live performance at the Goose Island Barrel House. What a yeah. treat to have Mike, Killer Mike, and LP. They were like best buddies, and they were treating you and me like best buddies, and you know they were optimistic at that point. And then just recently, Killer Mike made huge news in Atlanta by giving a speech about this moment in time post the killing of George Floyd. It was as artistic as this record. This record is that musically amazing stuff. It'll be on my top 10 at the end of the year. And if there's like 20 records that come out between now and January that are they're even better, good <laughs> for us. Number one on my list, as I said, you're the old country Americana guy, usually, uh, certainly there are exceptions, I am the punk and the psychedelic guy, but Jason Isbell's Reunions, what a record, what a record, his seventh solo album since uh, leaving the drive-by truckers, who also put out a great record this year, The Unraveling, similar themes, you know, but Isbell's is more personal. It is about struggling to stay sober. It is living with ghosts, as he said, ghosts of mistakes made in the past, ghosts of behavior, but it's also trying to figure out how to move forward, running with our eyes closed and thinking about, uh, we don't know where we're going, but we want to get somewhere. All backed up by his band, The 400 Unit, a special shout out to Sadler Vaden on guitar, because I think this is like the best guitar in this genre. Two guitars, you know, going at it since, since Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse at its very best, Neil Young's band. I just can't get that song that kicks off this record, What Have I Done to Help, out of my mind. I mean, that's something I think everybody in America should be asking themselves today. What have I done to help? What have you done to help anybody at this historic time of pandemic, of, of racial tensions, of, of searching for just, I mean, what, what, what have you done? What have you done to help? And, you know, the people that we talk about on this show have made art, have made art that has made people's lives better. And, and that's something, you know. So what have I done to help by Jason Isbell from Reunions? Thought I was alone in the world. So my memories gathered round me in the night Thought I was strong until I finally had to fight If I kept my head down And showed up to work on time I watched my appetite Put the money in the mattress Locked the doors at night And we'd all be alright What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Somebody save me. What have I done to help? 
Done to Help by Jason Isbell, my album of the year so far in 2020. Yeah, Jim, that is a great record. It's also in my top ten. I think it's going to be appearing in a lot of other people's top tens as well when the year ends. Well, and our whole list will be online at soundopinions.org. You can download the Sound Opinions podcast wherever you get such things. The show is produced by Brendan Banisak, Alex Claiborne, and Andrew Gill. Special thanks to the folks at WBEZ. Still working all alone on the pier, those engineers, keeping us on the air. Climb to safety, you and me and the baby. We send our thoughts and prayers to loved ones on the ground. Ring on my phone. Ring on my phone. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. New messages. Hi, my name is Agnes, and I'm calling from Evanston. I was just listening to Sound Opinions, and you did covering the art of the cover. So it made me remember when I realized that covers were kind of an art unto themselves. Back in the late 80s, Brian Ferry put out an album of covers called Taxi. And there were really good ones on there. But the one that really jumped out was a cover of Fontella Bass's old hit, Rescue Me. Because it was the first time that I heard a cover version where it was exactly the same song that the original artist had recorded, and yet it was nothing at all like it. It was a completely different genre of music. It had a completely different message, even with the same lyrics. Well, take me in your Just one of those mind-blowing experiences, which was odd for the 80s because, you know, that decade was 
kind of dull. Anyway, love your show. Thanks very much. Hi, this is Joe calling from Wycliffe, Ohio. There are plenty of covers uh, that I don't really like. Uh, anything by Donny Osmond. I mean, really sweet and innocent and go away, little girl, sung by a 10-year-old. John Lennon's uh, rock and roll album had a couple of uh, missteps, including Do You Want to Dance? But my favorite cover uh, that comes to mind anyway is Sonic Youth's version of Superstar. Huge hit for the Carpenters, um, and it made it onto this uh, compilation called If I Were a Carpenter. <laughs> Wonderful juxtaposition. I mean, two extremely different versions of that song you would never hear. I fell in love with you Before the second show Hi, my name is John from Elgin. I'm calling about the cover show. Uh, one of my favorite covers of all time is uh, a tune by Mose Allison called Young Man Blues. Oh, well, a young man ain't nothing in this world these days. Who covered it? in 1970, who were about at their peak. Well, a young man ain't got nothing in the world these days. And Keith Moon was all over that song. Uh, the, the Who make it rock like nobody. So thanks a lot. Show's great. Keep it up. Take care. Bye. No more messages. To give us your opinions on Sound Opinions, call our hotline, 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with more Sound Opinions, produced by WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.